Time to crush and go over some realistic goals today, cover the lies of the fitness industry, as well as keep you motivated and teach you how to be motivated. Hey, what's up? It's Bob Thompson, uh, CEO and founder of Legion Transformation Center with Chaz Molesky here on episode two of LTC TV and podcast. Freezing right along. Welcome everybody. Chaz, how's your day been? Been going well. Took some uh, traffic into Philly, but didn't, didn't stop me, man. Huh. Well, good thing for me. I didn't have to do that. I'm <laughs> yeah, already right, here. Yeah. Convenient. Nice and convenient. <laughs> the feedback from last podcast was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody seemed to, to love it. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. And I, I know <laughs> this is something that we get into today. If you don't enjoy what you're doing and you don't have fun out of it, then you shouldn't do it. Right. You know, and, and like last week, uh, not only we get the podcast out there, a lot of what we'll even be kind of covering today is, is applicable to anything. A lot of what we're going to do is we're talking about fitness. And as we said last podcast, this podcast isn't just going to be, you know, about how to be successful in fitness. It's because all that, all these lessons carry over into life and in, in every single aspect. I'm about to break this table. <laughs> Um, you know, but it also carries over to like last week we had franchise training for a bunch of the new franchisees and a lot of this is more well, outside of the lies of the fitness industry and the magazines kind of, it is important to know, kind of carries over also to them, you know, because they have to understand how to set realistic goals, which is going to be the first thing we go into today. Um, and so I think that's extremely important to, to really make sure everybody listening knows that although again, this is fitness, we got a reason fitness. It's not just about fitness. Yeah. I think one of the, the marks of like success, at least for us, so for everyone listening, is when we get feedback from you guys saying what you want to hear more of or you want to hear different things of and, and some of the suggestions we got last week we're actually covering today, that's showing us, A, the engagement, which is awesome. You know, it's been awesome to hear that you guys are interested in hearing more, you want to learn more, and, and this really, what this podcast was born of was requests for more information. But additionally, on top of that, it's showing that you're still trying to make progress, which is the whole point. Right? Like that's the whole point of everything that we're trying to do with this and get out of it is that the people that do listen will get the benefit, but only if you apply the knowledge. So don't just listen to this passively. Listen to it, take in what you need, and then use it to help you make progress. And that's huge. And I think that's we've talked about, and this is something that we have in common, is the continued quest for knowledge is huge. And we noticed that when we had uh, the actual the seminar we did the other weekend, we had people show up, a lot of them were members, who were like, I want to get better, I want to learn more so that I can apply it. But as you know, being around in the industry long enough, anything else, it's, it's easy to get information overload and to keep you know, kind of searching for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And it doesn't matter if you don't take action. Imperfect action trumps no action every single day of the week. I would rather do something that I'm not... And I, probably done this way too many times <laughs> to the team what? but being like hey guys we're doing something next week here's what it is and I haven't figured out but even if we do it the first time you know 25% as good as we could have done it that is way better than 0% which is what happens when you just overanalyze things and you keep searching for the next thing but I think that's super important to understand like you know learn this take it in but most importantly at least apply one thing yeah. from today absolutely cool um, so with that, we're going to hop into it. Today, uh, we're covering three awesome things, three important things, three things that uh, we get kind of requests on a lot, and one of them is actually directly covered from one of our members uh, at Legion last week, and that's setting realistic goals. We're going to really teach you how to set realistic goals, what are realistic goals, uh, and to make sure that you can actually accomplish it. Then also kind of go into some stuff that we're going to have some fun with, which is lies in the fitness industry, because... That is, just, I mean, that's what we are. Unfortunately, in the fitness industry, there's zero barrier to entry, which is not necessarily always a bad thing, but there's, you can literally do one search on weight loss and, and read something what works and then read something else that just tells you the exact opposite and says the other thing doesn't work. You know, and there's a lot of, a lot of scams, unfortunately, in the fitness industry. And then finally, uh, which is, I know the, probably one of the biggest requests in Legion is how to get motivated. How to get motivated, how to stay motivated, which is really all into it. So we're going to cover all of those today, and we're going to dive right in by how to go with uh, setting realistic goals. Sound good? Sounds great. Uh, <laughs> so Bob, I know you have a different a different definition <laughs> of realistic goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think I want to preface it by, and I covered this in the franchise training uh, this week, is when we're talking about what are our goals are, I think we have to take a step back and understanding that a lot of times when Especially if you're new, like, you know, a lot of our members are going to be new to, to Legion or new to working out. 
they're new to eating right, they're new to exercise, or they've tried stuff in the past and it hasn't worked. It's kind of the same thing also with the franchises. Like, they're new to owning their own business. They've never owned their own business before. That's why they're like, hey, you opened up eight. Can you give us the roadmap to open up ours and then we can open up more without having to avoid all the mistakes. However, it's still new, so we still have those limited beliefs on what we can accomplish. Or we think about stuff that we've attempted in the past and we're just kind of scarred from it. So I think I, when, I, when we were going over what we were gonna to cover today, I kind of laughed, I was thinking about it is, setting realistic goals, I, I think is twofold. One is, I think everybody should set their goals up to be way bigger than they, than they really want. So, you know, some people I think wanna to lie to themselves so they don't wanna, they don't wanna scare themselves or scare anybody else by saying, hey, here's this big audacious goal. So in scaling up, which is like, Burn Harnish's uh, book for you know, you know, businesses and, and a lot of successful businesses use it. Uh, they talk about, he says, your big, hairy, audacious goal. You know, what's your 10-year goal? Like, if everything was perfect and, and you could accomplish it, like, what is something that almost scares you? And I think in order to accomplish any goal, even a realistic goal, you have to say, hey, here's my goal, and then you have to look at it, take a step back and be like, is that it? Can I do more? Shouldn't I do more? So I think even fitness or anything else, I think that has to be the goal. So like my first, when I was first getting in exercise, I was like, I want to bench 225. Like bro, that's it. Like right, just right, 225? Right. Yeah. Because that effort to, to is gonna, the same amount of effort is gonna take place to get to 315 or 405. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more, it's just gonna take more time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, it, I don't, I think, the definition of what a realistic goal is going to be different for everybody. Sure, and I yeah, absolutely. Think, I think that, you know, and the reason I'm going this direction because you're like, get a step back a little bit so they can actually accomplish <laughs> something. This is the problem. But I think we have to take a bigger picture. It's like, here's the goal. Make it so it's super big that it almost scares you mm-hmm. so that you can then start chunking it down and break it down because then those things, the smaller process goals or those kind of, the smaller goals in order to accomplish it seem a lot easier. Hell of a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. And I think with that, you it's almost like Set a realistic goal, but be unrealistic in the pursuit. There we go. Right? So like, it, yeah. In that, in saying that, it's more so like you want to set a goal that you want to accomplish and that you want to achieve, obviously, and then you want to pour everything that you have into doing it. But if you don't reach your goal by tomorrow, don't set yourself up for immediate failure with something that's actually not even real, like possible. Yeah. You know, I think there's a difference between realistic and possible, and that's one of the things where people kind of get stuck up on is like oh, I want to do this by this time and by this date or whatever, and science will tell you it's not possible yeah. to get there, but you can in this time frame. You know, but if that doesn't work for you, you're not going to want to reach for that or do for that. So like, in terms of setting a realistic goal, I think the main thing that you have to do is you have to know your experience level, but you also have to know your limits too. So okay. for example, like if you have a family and you have work and you have other responsibilities that you have, and you truly only have an hour to work out each day. Don't set a, a goal for yourself of... Benny almost just knocked out. Right, yeah, yeah. That was close. Those who just got shook. That was close. Um, don't set a goal for yourself that requires more than just that hour out of you and then kill yourself to try to get there. Like, that's just going to lead to burnout, but it's also going to lead to a disillusion that you can actually achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. Like, I think some people overstack themselves... And then get disappointed when they don't reach their goal, but they set themselves up for failure from day one. I think that's totally true. And this is something that we actually went over uh, with uh, our team earlier in the week, which is, you know, when somebody comes into us, they're like, hey, I want to lose 60 pounds and I want to lose it tomorrow. You know, it's almost like say it out loud, but then then kind of be realistic, like, all right, I want to lose 60 pounds by when? Six weeks? Not going to happen. And and then you say you really know it. So I, I do think it's, I think it's looking at your entire kind of scope of, of what your life's gonna be like. Mm-hmm. At the same time though, I would argue too, you gotta to push yourself to get uncomfortable. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You know, so don't be like, hey, I have, you know, I have these kids, I have this job, I have all this stuff, because that's the the self-limiting beliefs that we have prior to people joining us or anything like that, like, I don't have time, I don't have this, it's like everybody has the same amount of time of day, it's what we prioritize. Right. You know, so sometimes you have to realize that you are capable of more, mm-hmm. you know, and, and saying, hey, I wanna lose 3% body fat, don't say six weeks when you can lose that in three. Right. You know, so it is, you got to do something that's going to push you because if it doesn't push you, you're not going to be motivated enough to stay with it. And that's one of the things that we've noticed just throughout a lot of our challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And can you actually go a little bit deeper on that with the priority section? Because I think that's crucial to actually reaching your goal 
And I know, like, especially when I used to coach, I would see this all the time, was somebody would say they don't have time for something or they just can't get there. They can't do this, they can't do that. And they spend three hours watching TV. Yeah. Or they do something like that. So, like, where is it in terms of setting a priority where, A, stop lying to yourself about the real time that you have, but more so the priority has to also motivate you. You yeah. know, like, it's got to get you to that point where you don't just prioritize TV. You don't put something else over top of it. Because I think there's a lot of people listening that have crazy lives, they have crazy schedules, and in their mind they generalize, and they think because you know the hours from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. are ridiculously insane and crazy, yeah. that they don't have the available time or, or you know, ability to get done what they, they want to get done, but that comes into the, account, the uh, uncomfortable part, yeah. right? Like making yourself uncomfortable. And, and I think two ways, just remind me forget, is A, I think we should go over the priority ladder that you actually taught. Yeah. Because I think that is huge is it's understanding what are our real priorities because sometimes we, we prioritize things like, you know, I love watching Netflix too just as much as anybody else, but how's that actually gonna make me better? Right. You know, but then also realizing that we control our time, nobody else controls our time. Yeah. Even if you have a job, you know, and all of us have a job of some nature, you know, we still dictate our time and what we choose to do with it. So to step back to even kind of break down is like we have to look at how bad do we really want something. Mm -hmm. Is it really important to us? You know, and that's when we have somebody that comes in, we ask them like, why do you want to do this? You know, here's option A. Option A is like, I can continue on this track and I can continue not prioritizing exercise, not prioritizing eating right, you know, or kind of slipping into some bad decisions and everything like that. And then six months from now, I'm not just going to be where I am right now, I'm going to be worse off. Mm -hmm. And if I do have a family, like this is what they're going to see. You know, and this is what they're going to learn. Like, this is the behavior. We may say one thing, but our actions say something else. So that's what they're going to kind of see. And then we'll keep going down, you know, and then as a result, you know, we're going to get extremely, and we're, we're talking about health. We're going to get extremely unhealthy, you know, probably increase our medication that we're on, sleep less, recover worse, you know, leading to, you know, long-term issues with medical stuff and, and yeah. burdens on your yeah. kids. Yeah. Or option B would be, listen, you know what? It sucks right now. I got to get uncomfortable. I got to give up and I have to sacrifice Things that, you know, I may like right now to then get to the point where I want to be because it's going to be a lot better to have more energy, to be off medication, you know, to then, you know, kind of be able to look in the mirror and be happy with what I'm seeing back at it. So I think understanding where you are and setting the priorities is first you got to sacrifice and then you got to, you know, look at what am I willing to sacrifice as you talk about on the priority ladder. Mm -hmm. And then the next step would then be, all right, let me take a real look at my time. Let me take a real look at my day and figure out where am I losing time is, am I finding that I don't have time between eight and eight because I'm hitting snooze and I'm oversleeping every single day. And then, you know, as a result, I'm dragging throughout the day. So it's taking me twice as long to perform a task that I should be getting done, you know, in half that time, you know, really taking and scrutinizing, almost auditing your daily schedule to find where that time is. Because anybody who's ever told us, I don't have the time, we really look at it. We're always able to find time. We find time for what we prioritize. Absolutely. And I, that's something that I did. I worked with a coach actually to look at because I was like, I am busy as hell. Right. But I feel like I'm getting nothing done. Mm -hmm. So I started, I was doing stuff that was super busy, but I wasn't doing anything that were really going to be moving necessarily the business forward or myself forward. And that's where I was spending all my time. So I had to audit it, take a look at it. And then one of the things I definitely did was realize when am I most productive? You know, that's the mornings. So instead of, you know, I immediately tried cutting out two hours to then cut out three hours where, which caused me to go to bed earlier, wake up earlier, get like twice as much work done when I was the most productive in the morning and then allowing me to get to other stuff, which as a result, you know, whereas before I was trying to get my, you know, I was prioritizing my workouts in the morning, I put it at the end, I'm getting better workouts, I'm getting more work done, I'm being more productive, I have more energy, I'm happier. Uh, so I think a lot of it comes down to prioritizing it, yeah. which kind of goes over the ladder you talked about. Right. Yeah. So the priority ladder, guys, is it's how you go through your day, but it's a daily thing. Like this happens every day, depending how you set up your ladder. And so the way that it works, if you want to draw this out, if you're listening in a place you can, or if you're listening in your car, just like run it through in your mind. But basically think of a ladder and give yourself five rungs always climbing up the ladder, right? At the top of the ladder is your number one priority. So for some of you, that might be your family, it might be a relationship, it might be work, it might be something like that, whatever that might be, that's at the top of your ladder. And what that means is, no matter what else happens in your day, work is the priority for you, or your family is the priority for you. So let's say that you're at work and there's an emergency at home. 
you will put work aside and you will go home because that is your number one priority is going home. Um, and with that, you know, the next rung that you'll have under that, let's say if it's family, then you have work. And then under family, then you have the gym. And then under the gym, you have healthy eating. And then under healthy eating, you have uh, sleep. We'll say sleep. So if that's the case and that's your ladder, no matter what you want to get accomplished, let's say you want to go to the gym, but there's problems at home or there's something you have to focus on at home, you will always sacrifice the gym to go back home or go to your family because that is higher on your priority ladder. And a lot of times, and, and the priority ladder is not a bad thing, it can actually be an insanely helpful tool for you. But if you prioritize certain things that are always taking up your attention or always taking up your time, you'll always sacrifice the things that you wanna do for those priorities. And this happens a lot with people that are typically like people pleasers and everything like that is they'll put other people ahead of them or they'll put other things ahead of them to get done because they see them as such this high priority when in reality it doesn't move the scale one way or the other. You know, it could be a very small thing. And I think a lot of people, when going through this process, you'll start to see there are things on your ladder that you're prioritizing that you don't need to be, you know, that, that take up more time from you for the things you want to do than are, is actually necessary. And one of the biggest challenges with doing that is like sacrificing is not easy. You know, getting rid of some of this stuff, it, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be easy because it's the way you've been living. But we hear all the time people say that they're going to wait for X time. You know, they're going to wait for the right time where, oh, when, when the kids go off to college, then we'll be able, like, you hear that from parents all the time. Yeah. Like, when the kids are out of the house, then we'll have our time. Yep. That's 18 years plus or minus 20, depending, you know, like, that you're going to give yourself your own time. Why would you do that? You know, like, why wouldn't you prioritize the time that you have? Give some to your kids, absolutely. But then also give yourself the time to get that done, too. Yeah. And, and I think that's, I'm smiling because part of that is, well, that's selfish, Chaz. Yeah, that's right, why right. I can't do that. Right. And in reality, it's actually not selfish at all. You're actually costing the people that are in your life that you're trying to prioritize. You're costing them quality time and quality you as a result of putting yourself on the back burner. It's not selfless to not take care of yourself. It's not selfless to be like, hey, I'm going to take care of my kids because, you know, uh, I don't have kids. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of tough for me to say that. I know a ton of people that have kids, but I got dogs. Yeah. You know, how well can I take care of my dogs if I'm not healthy so that I'm sick or I'm oversleeping or I don't have energy to want to then go and take them on the walks that they need to get their energy out? Right. You know, or, you know, I don't want to you know, spend the time giving them like the love and the energy that my cuddly dogs want yeah. because I'm tired or I don't feel good or I'm essentially not happy with myself. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will think, well, I don't have that, you know, and I know we kind of derailed from setting realistic goals <laughs> because and I'm going to try and tie this together because it's hard to create realistic goals when you don't prioritize yourself because you're not truly understanding what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. sure. So if you're putting and that, and I totally get it. Like you're like, Hey, I got to take everybody else. But Again, if you can't take care of yourself and you're not happy with yourself, what are you then putting on to other people that are around you or the work that you're involved in? Right. You know, if you don't have other people necessarily, but the work that you're putting involved in, you have to take care of yourself. The highest performers and the highest achievers take care of themselves because it allows them to be better for everybody and everything that's in their life. Right. And that kind of goes back to when we don't do that a lot, saying, hey, I'm going to, you know, lose five pounds in the next... 28 days can almost sound like oh, I've never done that in the last six months. So that's not realistic. When in reality, we've seen people lose 40 pounds and 7% body fat in 28 days. Right. That was actually our winner of the of the, of the body for life challenge. I yeah. won five grand. Unreal. You yeah. know, so he did that because he dedicated everything he could to that. And then the other transformations were just equally as good. Yeah. So I, you know, going back to setting realistic goals. First off, you have to put yourself as a priority. It's not selfish. Right. You know, because you don't understand what you're truly capable of, which then goes. My realistic, I think, is different than other people's realistic because I know that they're capable of more. Right. And I want to push them to more. Yeah. And, and then when you can do that, then you can establish it at your own pace. And, and I think ways to do that will be to start controlling your day mm -hmm. and start adding in wins. I think we talked about this in the other yeah. one. It's yeah, adding yeah. in daily wins. Right. You know? And it's realistic. I'd like to change the definition of realistic, too, in that, like, there's realistic and there's sustainable. Yeah. Right? So, like, there's a lot of things that are actually realistic. There are many things that are not sustainable. Yeah. So, for example, like, you know, if, and it's all, it's all desire based, right? Like yeah. you would love to have 
$2 million right now, right? Or by tomorrow. If I said, in, by tomorrow, I'll give you $2 million. Do what? You would love that, right? Yeah. So if I said, by tomorrow, I'll give you $2 million, but you have to lose 50 pounds, could you do it? I guess I could cut my legs off. Exactly, you could, but is that sustainable? No. Right, so like there are things that you can accomplish, no doubt. Like you losing 50 pounds by tomorrow is technically realistic, but absolutely not sustainable yes. nor desirable whatsoever. So I think a lot of times when you're thinking about your own goals and you're trying to get realistic or you're trying to think of something that you can accomplish, you can really, I mean, you can set the bar very high depending on your circumstance, your situation, your education level, all that type of stuff. Like you can set the bar very high for yourself and pursue that. Mm -hmm. But if you start burning out really quickly, yeah. that's when it's not sustainable. There's a complete difference and we merge it a lot. Like yes. it becomes this like, well, I didn't hit my goal, so I guess it's not possible. Mm -hmm. And in reality, it, it's not that at all. It's just the way you went about getting the goal yeah. is not possible, it's not sustainable. Yeah, and I think in order to create sustainable goals that make it realistic, it's, it's the habits that obviously go behind it. Yeah. You know, when you start creating wins in your daily life, then everything almost starts seeming realistic. And easy way to do that, wake up, make your own bed. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't hit snooze. Now we just started the day with two wins and it's kind of like, all right, cool. I can, I can go have a healthy breakfast now. I can go do this, which then creates another win, which then you see the body fat drop and you see the weight go down and it starts definitely seeing that, hey, I can start achieving these things. And I totally agree. Like, um, I, I, I guess I look at it as you have to have a bigger picture. And I think that's also the problem to setting realistic goals is you can't set a true realistic goal in a short period of time if you don't have the bigger picture in mind. Yeah. You know, so saying, hey, I want to lose 60 pounds, you still have to be like, you know, hey, 60 pounds, we get, I don't think too many people are really gonna think I can do that tomorrow, even though they may want it. I think they're gonna know it's gonna take time. They also then have to think, what else do they want? Right. You know, what else is gonna go involved in that by losing the 60 pounds to then make it sustainable? Yeah. You know, because if I start missing, and that's one of the cool things we see throughout the transformations that we have is it. It starts as like, here's the extrinsic motivation of losing this weight or losing this body fat and, you know, or to accomplish this goal. But then they're like, I just worked out for five days for the first time in my life. Right. I woke up early and I accomplished this and I feel good doing it. You know, I'm around like-minded people. So start looking at those things. And I think setting realistic goals also looks at what makes up your goal. Yeah. You know, and, but if you're like, Hey, you know what? I have to hit 60 pounds. You know, I need to, I don't need to do this by tomorrow because it's not going to happen, but you know, I need to do it within the next year, which then I think the math is like, now I got to lose five pounds a month in order to make that happen. Mm -hmm. So it's like, cool, five pounds. I got to lose five pounds this month. Cool. I can do that now. Make it more realistic. Set up. How's it actually going to happen? Because nothing is realistic if you don't actually have that plan. Right. And then yeah, follow that absolutely. plan and then boom, I got to get work out. I got to get my right. I got to get my water in and all that good stuff. Yeah. And then I think that's how you can create those sustainable plans. Yes. And for those listening, like, as I said before, if you're not making your bed and you're not, and, and you hit snooze every morning, and I got to admit, like, I'm a snoozer. I can be a snoozer, no doubt. I can snooze 14 times. Like, I can do that, no yeah. doubt. It takes a lot of effort and energy to not hit snooze, but there's a reason why those specific two are always stated and said. You really think about it. One is extremely uncomfortable, depending how your situation is, and one is extremely inconvenient, depending how your morning's going. So, like, not hitting snooze, waking up early is uncomfortable. If you're not used to it, it's very uncomfortable yeah. because you just want to stay in comfort. You want to sleep. You know, you feel great in bed. You're all cuddled up. But if you do that, now you've overcome that initial uncomfortability. And then making your bed is just inconvenient. It doesn't take time at all. It's not a long process, but it's just that one yeah. thing, right? And it goes into if you can't make your bed and you can't not hit snooze, if you're having an inconvenient day or an uncomfortable day, how are you going to the gym? Mm -hmm. You know, how are you going to actually prioritize that set that side? Unless the gym is your stress reliever, which for some people it is, yeah. but most people just starting out, it's not. Yeah. You know, so like cause they have stress. Yes, it causes stress. <laughs> exactly. Like they're not at that point yet. Yeah. So how are you going to actually persevere in the day when that happens if you're not stacking these little accomplishments throughout your day that overcome that uncomfortability? or make you get, you know, it, or overcome the inconvenience yeah. of doing something. Yeah, and I think all those things really also come into, and I'm gonna actually use this to segue into the next part because yeah. they're tight hand in hand. It's a belief in yourself, as we kind of already yeah, talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belief in yourself. Those things create belief that you can start accomplishing things and you can start accomplishing more than you know. But I also think that in order to set realistic goals, you have to also, we have to look at talking like, people are influenced by the stuff that they see in magazines, on TV, <laughs> 
in social media, which half the time are lies and crap. Oh yeah. You know, so it's really tough for us to set realistic goals when we're seeing all sorts of unrealistic stuff, like before and afters that have been altered in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I want to take this time to segue into, you know, kind of the lies of the fitness industry because we're talking about here, and I guess we're also a little skewed because we've done it for a ton of people. We've done it ourselves. We've seen it. We see that, you know, and to mention it's the long game, so to speak. Right. However, when we're seeing, if we open up a magazine that has supplements in it and it has this ridiculous claims or something of that nature, it has these before and afters that are altered, says do this in this time, you know, we've seen that from time and time again. That's a lot of direct response marketing, yeah. you know, or on, on social media or anything else or somebody's promoting something when they use something completely different, mm-hmm. it's easy to skew ourselves. Sure. You know, and it's hard to set those realistic goals when all you're seeing is unrealistic results. Yeah. And it's even worse now. I mean, if you think like Instagram and influencers on there or whatever like that, like every picture is doctored or edited in some way. And it's yeah. user edited now too. So it's not like, you know, it's it's not this company that's going to be like, okay, we're going to establish your best sides. Are you going to do this? Like it's people trying to show you what they want to show you in a way that they really want to get across to you. So if like I'm a guy with a super ripped six pack or something like that, I'm probably only posting pictures of mostly that. If I didn't work on my legs at all, <laughs> I'm, I'm not putting my legs in the yeah. picture. You know, like I'm only showing you the highlights. And a lot of times with fitness, that's all it is, is the highlights. Yeah. Nobody posts about when they have a bad day and they're laying on the couch at home and they just don't have the motivation to work out. Like that's not a sexy picture. Yeah. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna selfie that one and say like, ugh, don't want to go to the gym, yeah. you know. But or if they do, it's them shirtless and ripped, right? Yeah. So like when you're looking at it, like, yeah, of course you don't want to go to the gym. You don't have to. You did it. Congratulations. Yeah. Like you're already there. Yeah. And a lot of times you see that with. I grew up in you know like Muscle and Fitness magazine. Yeah. And all of the like that's where I got my initial information from was these magazines where. The guy on the front is airbrushed, you know, he's photoshopped, he's jacked, he's huge and all. And then you flip through supplement after supplement after supplement inside saying, you're going to look like this guy, you're going to look like this guy, you're going to look like this guy. I was like 14. Yeah. I wasn't going to look like any of those guys, you know, but like to me, I thought, oh, well, if I take this supplement, then I'm going to look just like that guy. And they're not even using those supplements. No, and they're not using them at all. And you end up wasting so much money. If I had the money back that I wasted on supplements <laughs> when I was coming up, on supplements that didn't work, there were some that worked, but on the ones that did not work, man, phew, makes me sick to think about how much money <laughs> I have. We have a nicer have. microphone. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, a whole studio. Yeah, and it, it goes with that. And that actually, I'm sorry, I have Bentley, uh, one of my dogs, just in my lap, licking my hand right now, and got me distracted. And I, I do want to go with that. And I think the biggest lie in the industry is that, ev- and this I think really affects people's skews on, on what's realistic. They think everybody wants to work out and wants to eat right all the time, and it's all fine and dandy. Yeah, and that it's fun. And it's fun, right? You know, this I think it was last week. Actually, it might have been this week. It was. It was actually over the weekend. I went to the gym, started a workout. I literally walked out in about 10 minutes after I started. Walked to my car and I was like, shit. I was like, I can't leave now. Like, right. like I didn't want to be there. I had no motivation whatsoever. I was not enjoying the workout at all. I was literally about to walk out and go home. Hmm. You know, as opposed to everybody else, probably things like, oh, they're super pumped up to go. They can't wait to go. They're doing this. They enjoy it. You know, why I don't enjoy it, so it's, you know, I'm, there's something wrong with me. It's not the case. You know, so that's the thing that this is, that it's fun all the time. You know, I look at what it does for me and I do enjoy a lot of the workouts and I do, I do enjoy not eating junk food, although I love freaking donuts. Right, right, right. You know, and I'll shove my face full of donuts, but I also <laughs> love the results that I get and how I feel without it. But I think that's the number one lie is that all the time, everybody's amped up, everybody's in their peak performance, looking fantastic, when in reality it's like, the people in the magazines don't take the supplements that they're they're representing. Right. They're paid and promoted for it, you know, or that they're they're cut and they've leaned out for the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. So they're they're right now not feeling like great at all. I mean, we did a, a photo shoot a couple years ago, and my body looked fantastic. Dude was lean, like super dry, miserable. Right. Like yeah. during the photo Fighting shoot, through the we're smile. like, I yeah. think he's gonna die. <laughs> He might pass out right now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know he's going to make it at all. Right. You know, so he might have looked great in, in the photo, but he felt like shit. Mm-hmm. And that also is not sustainable. So, like, we're like, all right, well, I got to get this thing. I can do it. It's not sustainable year round. Most people don't sit 
at that level of body fat or discomfort right. all the time, right. you know, and we're constantly faced with that. So it's, it's tough to set realistic goals when we're skewed by that, by right. the lies that we're seeing yeah. in, the, in, in the industry. And right. then you brought up supplements and that's a whole nother ball Oof. game. That's an entirely different field. And the hardest thing with supplements is, and fitness as a whole is fitness isn't regulated like other industries are regulated. Yeah. You know, like to become a personal trainer, we'll even just do personal trainers. Yeah. To become a personal trainer, you don't have to pass a board's exam, right? Like you don't have to pass this peer-reviewed, culturally associated and appropriate exam where it says, yes, you are qualified. Like you don't have to get a doctorate. Yeah. You don't have to go through all this schooling for it. You could be somebody who does not work out a day in your life, but you're great at studying and you can read a personal yeah. training book, take the test and be technically yeah. quote unquote, a personal trainer. You know, so a lot of times somebody can tell you, oh, I'm a trainer when in reality, yeah, you might be technically a trainer. You might be a quote unquote certified trainer, but do you have the experience to back that up? You know, do you have the skill level to be a good and effective mm -hmm. trainer or are you just a trainer? Yeah. And the same thing with supplements. I think the biggest thing that I would have to say, my, my biggest frustration with supplements is time claims that are put on supplements. You'll see this a lot with um, like fat burning products or something like that. Be this lean, drop this much percent body fat, drop this much in this amount of time. And most of the time that's based on one person that they had to use it out of millions maybe yeah, so they can yeah. technically say it you know yeah. and, and nobody's fact checking these things to yeah. say yeah that's true or that's not and if you look i mean i can only uh, for us like i can only base it off of our subs we don't have any time claims on any of our stuff it works but we don't have to tell you it works yeah. like your results speak for your results but also it's like don't don't make these false promises or fake promises because now it's reflecting on you not only as a company but if these people aren't getting those results how often are they going to be buying your stuff? But unfortunately, supplement industry is what? Billions? A couple okay, billions? Yeah. Something like that? Like ridiculously huge? Yeah. Because most people believe it's easier to take a supplement or take this thing that works, whatever it might be, a fat loss tea or a diet or something like that, than to do the hard work yeah. or to do the work associated to it. And also a lot of things with supplements, it's to supplement your diet. It's not your diet. Yeah. You know, it's and, and the lines get so crossed with yeah. that. And if you even look at a lot of the supplement promotions, a lot of times when somebody goes, hey, I got this badass supplement, I need to promote it, they'll actually like even be in good shape and then reverse it. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be like, hey, I'm in good shape, let me eat like crap, let me not work out, let me not do all this stuff. And then I'm actually gonna use my starting photo as my after and then my, when I get to this point and I'm purposely gonna gain 50, 60 pounds or whatever by being extremely unhealthy, that's what I'm gonna use in my before photo and then I'm gonna claim that it was a supplement when in reality it's not. And, and that's also another thing like, I should make a disclaimer. Yes, I own FitFX Labs. You know, that is the supplements that you're going to see at Legion. And they're also the ones I use because they're good. Right. And the reason that they were created is we saw people coming into Legion. And they would take our programs. They would do the workouts. They would take our nutritional advice and stuff like that. And then they, they would be like, I'm, I'm not getting any or getting any results. You know, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do and I'm not getting results. And then you take a look at it and you're like, well, you know, this product, although it claims one thing, if you actually look at, because most people don't even know it to, to read, right. you know, in a nutrient label, that it's filled with garbage and it's got a ton of fillers in it. Or if we can even take it a step further in the fitness industry, or I'm sorry, in the supplement industry. And we don't, I'm not even getting into the fact that like so many trainers that I see will actually just be like, well, I, I did this for three weeks and now I'm the expert, so to speak. Right. Um, but in supplements, it's like, hey, there's a different level when like our protein is a hundred percent whey isolate, super high level, top of the line products actually get tested a hundred times from the raw product comes in and every single batch before it gets sent out. Not like random batches or anything like that. Whereas protein in the supplement industry, you're like, you're like, Oh, well this one's cheaper. It's cheaper because it actually, maybe it says 20 grams of protein. There was like a, a couple years ago, there was a whole study done um, on like Reddit or something like that where almost every single one of the protein powders had half of the protein that they said that was in it. Mm. You know, and then also when people are like, well, I can't have this because of this allergy and it's supposed to be lactose free. You know, it may say that on the label, but it's not tested, it's not regulated. So then a lot of times the protein powders are filled with cheese, right. you, know, as a, you know, as cheese powder as opposed to actual whey isolate. Yeah. And then, or it's spiked with like to increase their nitrogen levels to show that it has more protein than it really does. So there's a lot of those things that people are gonna cut corners you know, to really to just get that product, whether it be from how the claims are made, these outrageous claims. Because it's not pharmaceuticals, you know, it's like 
they're how regulated are they going to be? Maybe they'll make a ton of money before it gets shut down or they get anything, but sometimes they almost factor that in. Like, we're going to make X, and then we might have to pay out Y, so we still end up with Z. Right. You right. know, And then we're going to make all these claims and then not have to back it up whatsoever because we don't have to because we're in an unregulated supplement and fitness industry. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we're just looking here to, to get our quick buck. Uh, in order, you know, another way to see this, people like proprietary blends. None of our products have any proprietary blends in it. Right. Because you need to know what you're putting you in. Can you let them know what a proprietary blend is? Yeah, so like a proprietary blend, you see this on a lot of like pre-workouts. Yeah. And it's just like, badass pump matrix energy. Yeah. And then it just lists 15 ingredients, but it doesn't tell you what is in it. Right, or how much. Or how much at all. Yeah. Like of each one, it just says, here's the total amount, boom. It's this proprietary blend that we're not going to tell you what mixtures of each. Because usually, it's none of the ones that work that are the bulk of the proprietary blend. It's the one thing that's really not gonna do a damn thing because it's the less expensive, right. which is in there. But they don't have to show you. They don't have to actually put it out. So uh, proprietary blend is something that has like the, you know, hey, here's our proprietary matrix pump energy technology right. formula. And it's made up of these six ingredients, but we're not gonna tell you exactly how much of each ingredient mm -hmm. makes up the total amount. Whereas like our supplements will list every single one of the products uh, or every single one of the ingredients in the exact amount. You know, and that it could even then be tested and verified. Yeah. You know, so and that's, a, I think, a big thing. But, you know, and I think a lot of that is sometimes, as going back to with supplements, is they help. Like, they help a ton. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we've seen people just switch the supplements from what they were taking at Arfit FX, and that's what, like, in one week they saw a five-pound weight loss. Because mm -hmm. they were like, I didn't realize I was taking something that was a weight gain. Right. Filled with garbage. Yeah. Or, this actually works. You know, it has high-level ingredients. Um, you know, to that, to then... But it's it's not as it's not as sexy sometimes, and that's like we're I'm sorry what what does the work and actually produces the results? It's not the sexy thing in mm -hmm. fitness, and and we kind of have to sell that vacation of like hey through all this stuff you're gonna achieve this body and health and everything like that, especially if you don't like it. So we kind of like don't want to let people know that yeah you know what like you're gonna have to sacrifice. You're going to have to eat these meals. Then you can supplement. But if you're not eating right, then it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not essentially hitting your, your macro breakdown or whatever that is to hit your goal, then you're not putting that work in or whatever that work is, whatever that exercise is for you in order to accomplish it. You know, and, and the fitness industry knows that that, and the supplement industry knows that that is a harder sell, mm -hmm. which is why they fill it with, let's completely alter this image. Let's make up this outrageous claim and sell this product that's ain't going to do shit because of that. Is easier than saying, hey, you got to work out, you got to eat right, and you got to make sure you're getting your sleep in yeah. so that you got these results. And I'd be willing to bet that probably the main reason that supplements do work as well as they do when, they, when, you know, when you're taking an actual quality supplement is it's not just the supplement that's helping you out. Yes, there's <laughs> definitely a factor and it is helping you out. But in addition to that, think about it. When you get a new supplement that's been told Ooh, it's going to do something for you, right? Yeah. You work out harder, yeah. right? You stay more consistent. You push. It's all training your brain to kind of stay in that mode yeah. of like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to be successful. Now I'm going to get these results because I'm taking this one thing or I'm taking this thing here, which is great if it's used consistently. But if it's purchased as a hopes of like, well, if I just take this and don't do anything, cool, yeah. that's going to be fine, you know? And I mean, this, there's a whole, there's a whole different topic of, um, steroids versus supplements because it's a completely different ballgame. And a lot of people mix up the two and they don't understand like people for the longest time thought creatine was a steroid yeah. when you get creatine in broccoli and steak, right? Like, yeah. It's not, it's not how it works. But even in addition to that, if you're saying, and you hear this all the time, you'll see somebody who's in good shape online or on the internet or whatever. And then you'll have a whole list of people you know, flagging them saying, oh, you must take steroids, you must take steroids, blah, blah, blah. Even if that person took steroids, he couldn't just take it and sit on his couch and grow muscles. Like, if there only. is a, if only, right. There is a component to all of this that goes back to that first part of like, you gotta put in the work. Yeah. You have got to put in the work. So, by going through your supplements, like, don't believe any of these magazine claims that you see where it says, Oh, if you just take this in this time, you'll have this. Mm -hmm. And because you'll see in the very, very tiny fine print at the bottom that no one reads when done with rigorous exercise yeah. routine or something like that, that shows you the real like method of doing it, which goes along with two at the same time. Like I know for myself when I'm taking my supplements, and I think a lot of people go this one, a, we talk about the placebo effect. That's a real thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's very effective for a lot of supplements. That's why it works. So believing it's going to work, it's going to, it helps you work. I know for myself that when I take supplements, I am more in tune to everything else. And that's yeah. one of the reasons that I take them. 
I take like I take the greens every day because I don't like freaking eating vegetables. I like vegetables, but I never remember to make them. Right, but right, right. I know when I'm taking the greens to start that I'm gonna make sure I'm making my meals. I'm eating when I'm doing everything else. If I'm taking the other supplements, the same thing. I'm gonna make sure that I'm then putting in the effort that goes with it. So for me, and I think for a lot of people, like that is one of not only do supplements, good supplements do work really well. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think also it helps align at least for myself that I'm gonna get the nutrition in, that I'm gonna eat right. Because I think a lot of things it's it's easy to fall off track and maybe now we can go into like Well I was gonna say it segues right into the next yeah. point of like how to get motivated. Yeah. You know, and how to build motivation. Yeah. That is one way, at least for me, like I can use that as, as my one of my ways is like when I'm actually consistent taking my supplements or I'm consistent with a routine of what I'm doing, like I start to get motivated because I feel good in that moment. And one of the biggest things with getting motivated is I think there's some misconceptions about motivation in that you can just activate it. Yeah. Right? Like you hear all the time, oh, I'm just not motivated. Well, yeah, of course you're not. You're not doing anything to get you motivated. You're not, like you're not creating the motivation. One of the, one of the biggest things you have to do is like you have to create motivation. It doesn't just happen. There's not just something you can get that's going to say, okay, today I'm motivated. And you might wake up in a good mood and feel motivated for whatever reason might be happening. Maybe you got a good night's sleep. Maybe you got something like that. And then once it's gone, it's it's almost like you think something's wrong. Yeah. Right. Like I was so motivated this morning. What happened? Mm-hmm. Well, you stopped cultivating motivation like you yeah. stopped creating that for what you needed to do yeah and that also goes to motivation is great yeah like we all love motivation stuff and i think we talked about this last time uh it, it goes from extrinsic to intrinsic you know yeah, it's yeah, motivation yeah. extrinsic like a lot of stuff is getting that new supplement like it hypes you up like i can't wait to go right. you know use this pre-workout i just got my new bottle i opened it up it's great you know getting that hey i just got these new shorts or these, you know, that I want to go wear in the gym or right, something like right, that. Right. Or I just cut these sweet jorts. I can't wait to get some, you know, my VMOs bigger so they're popping out of these jorts so I don't I got tiny ass legs. You know, that is an actual motivating thing for me, by the way. I was going to say, I want to sell like some personal stuff. I, I yeah, like, uh, since I wear relatively tight or short shorts, I'm like, man, I don't want to train legs. And I'm like, you have to train legs so you don't look like a freaking idiot. So I'm like, all right, I'll go train. Like it, that is actually a motivating factor for me. And you know, I think for us, we share something that motivated us, and like inspiration was Arnold. Yeah, like oh yeah, Arnold. absolutely. And I know when Arnold came, he had like tiny when he came to the U.S. because he was competing everywhere else, and they were gonna bring him this big Mr. O. Was I don't know. He's like, I have to improve my calves, so he cut. At least the story goes. He cut like the lower part of his pants on every single outfit, so he always had to see his calves. And that was like his motivation to improve it. But that also goes like, it's because he wants it to. Right. Yeah. And I think motivation is having the motivation of whatever. Sometimes you need something extrinsic to get you started. Like mm-hmm. here's this goal in a short period of time, or here's this, you know, I just got a new bottle of my, my pre-workout, so I can't wait to go use it. And those things all like that, that applies to me. Like I'm like, it motivates any one of us, but to stay with it. One of the things that you know we have on here is momentum builds momentum. Yeah. It's using yeah. those small wins to get another win and get another win, or using that little bit of in, in motivation to then start building up those those beliefs in yourself, so that you're like, I just achieved this one thing, I'm going to achieve the next one thing, and then you keep on going from there because you want it. Right. And then you use the motivation to kind of get you started because you don't always want to do it. Like we're tired. Yeah. You know, we got a long day. You know, and a lot of that is. Like for me, a lot of my motivation when I have had a super long day of actually getting going and doing something is the motivation of I can't, and I think I talked about this, like I can't let my team down. I can't tell somebody in one of my gyms that I don't care how busy your day is or I don't care what's going on or something like that. You gotta spend some time on you to then go in. And then so then I'm like, all right, you know what? I just, I just worked 14 hours today. I didn't sleep all that great. I missed a couple of my meals or I ate well. I'm like, it's easy for me to say I wanna skip then that's what I remember because for me, I don't want to let people, you know, kind of like kind of be false, not let people down. I don't think is the right way to say it. It's to tell somebody to do something and then, and be a hypocrite. Being inauthentic. Yeah. Being up there. We go. Yeah. So being authentic, like I can't, to me, that's something that really motivates me on the inside. So I have that internal motivation and then I feel great and I feel fantastic. Right. You know, and I also know that if I don't go, I will then be like, why didn't you go? Right. You know, as I'm sitting down. So then even for me, it's like, uh, let's say I skipped it to, to watch like Netflix meat eater. Cause I'm binging that right now. Yeah. Um, then I'm going to be like, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. I'm not going to be able to be in that moment 
because unfortunately now I'm thinking about, oh, well, you know, I just skipped that. For those who can't tell, we keep getting distracted because my Doberman, Odin, is the clingiest <laughs> dog in the, in, world, the, yeah. in the world. Amazing dog, but he is just jamming his nose <laughs> like a great white shark into us. So I don't even know if the camera's picking up. Might be, I don't know. But he's like, going, he's just going for me to Chaz, me and Chaz is just like, pet me now. Right. Thanks, Give thanks. me attention. Yep. So yep. He's getting it. He is getting it. He's, well, he's forcing it. Yeah. And I mean, even with that, so for like talking about momentum, momentum builds momentum in either way, right? Either direction. So mm -hmm. like when you're doing well and you're making progress and you're killing it and you're doing everything right, that momentum's just going to build and you're going to keep doing more of the right things because you're seeing the results, right? Yeah. Like you're seeing the benefit of your efforts and what you're doing. Conversely, if you're not doing anything and you're consistently going home, sitting down on the couch, watching TV, making these wrong decisions, and you consciously know, like subconsciously in your mind, or even consciously, you know, like, I should be doing something else, I should be working on something. In that moment when you're just continually doing the same thing, you're gonna build more momentum in the downward yeah. direction that's gonna make it harder for you yeah. to get motivated. Oh, yeah. Like, so much harder. If I go three days, I figured this out, if I go three days without working out, it is damn near impossible for me to go and have a good workout because I'm not in it. I'm the same way. Yeah. And actually, I know this is a three day mark for me. Yeah. And I've almost gotten to the point where I, I've been, I just negotiated with myself, so to speak. That day, on day four, when I go for that workout, I go, it's gonna suck. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna be good. You're not going to enjoy it. You're not gonna wanna be there. However, I do know the next workout's gonna be fantastic. Right. And that's gonna be fun. So then I also manage my expectations when I go in, which I think derails a lot of people too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Is like they have the motivation and then they realize they haven't worked out in forever, they haven't eaten right, or they've been in this other bitter, and they go in and they go, why is this as good as it was before? Mm -hmm. Because we never think about the things that we do leading up to it a lot of times. Absolutely, yeah. So then we're just like, oh, like I should have just not even bothered coming in today. And then you kind of dwell on those things and then instead the momentum goes the other way. Right. So what I'd also like to do, let's, since I think this is huge, I think getting motivated and staying motivated are going to be huge in, in any aspect. And this was even actually how one, how one of the ways I kicked off the franchise training for the franchisees was a couple of things we're going to talk about here is how do you get that motivation to actually stick with it? And what are some ways that we can then increase motivation? Right. You know, instead of just being like relying on, hey, here's this, this ad for, for this product or whatever, right. or oh, this thing just came in the mail. Uh, and, and one of them is probably, this is my favorite, is visualization. Yeah. You know, I think visualization is huge and, and you always heard about it as, as a kid or whatever. And, and not, or at least not everybody did, but I did, you know, playing sports or going through school for extra science and stuff like that. One of the things was talked about was visualization. Um, and I think a lot of people do this without even realizing. They either visualize positive things or they visualize the negative things mm -hmm. and then create like a self-fulfilling prophecy if it's a negative thing. Uh, but I think visualization is huge. And what it is, it, so for those who aren't understanding about like what visualization is, it's, you know, your, your, your mind is so much more powerful than we realize it. It's literally visualizing what you want to accomplish, whether it's something, a task you're accomplishing, or it's you in the future. So for the franchisees, what we had them set up was, hey, I want you on this date, and I stole this from my coach, Craig Ballantyne, anyway, um, that, you know, that I work with on, on a lot of mindset stuff. So I stole this from him anyway, so thanks, Craig, for this. Um, um, but it's on this date, you, know, you then think about a year from now. So on this date, a year from now, on X date, I want you to visualize this. You are you in the last year have accomplished this. You know, you're sitting here and this is the current state of affairs. Obviously going way more technical than that. But it's not just being like, okay, I did this. It's what's it look like? What's it smell like? What's it taste like? What's the air on you? Literally visualizing the entire environment around that accomplishment is I think is is, is I think that's that's huge. Oh yeah. I mean, probably critical, honestly, to your success in doing it. It's almost like you can compare it to, remember when you were a kid and you had a birthday party coming up or you were going to a birthday party and that's all you focused on all week long was like, I can't wait to get through this week to go to this birthday party or have this day or whatever. And then on the day of the birthday party, it's like seconds are dragging by yeah. until you get to that point. Because that's all you've been focusing on. Like, that's all you've been thinking about so that when it does get there, it's incredible, yeah. right? Like, it's the greatest experience of yeah. all time. Even if the party sucked, it was still, like, you built it up so much. Like, you got so excited for it. 
the visualization piece is it, it almost built itself into it because you were already imagining what it was going to be like, yeah. the fun you were going to have, the things you were going to do. So a lot of times when we hear people that say just like, oh, at the end of the day, I just I'm not motivated to work out or I'm just so tired. Of course you are. Like you sat at work all day long. You sat in your car all day long. You woke up. You sat down for breakfast. All day you're stuck thinking about things that you probably don't want to do, right? Or are you just like you have to get through for the yeah. day? And then finally on your way to the gym, most likely if you're coming directly from work, you're still not thinking about the gym. You're yeah. still thinking about work. You know, you're still or or whatever you're coming from. Like you're still coming from a situation that's keeping you out of the mindset of like, oh, I want to improve myself. I want to work on myself. Yeah. So that when you do get to the gym, of course you're not motivated. Like you're not in that headspace. You're not even close to being there. Yeah. So that's why you'll see a lot of times after everybody starts getting moving and they get their energy in the body and the dopamine, all all that stuff starts moving, like. People usually feel better 15 to 20 minutes into the workout yeah. because now they've created that internal environment that breeds that motivation, but it's getting to that 20 minutes. Yeah. That's the hardest part of a workout, especially if you have a long day. Like if you can persevere and you can get past that first initial phase, you're good. Yeah. The workout might not be the greatest workout you've ever had. It probably won't be. It might be. You don't know. But if you give up before then, I'll guarantee just like you said, like that's all you think yeah. about. So now, not only was the beginning half of your day ruined, now you're going home thinking, I should have just stayed. You know? And so, I was actually, I want to talk about how, like, you can actually visualize and to create larger success for yourself. Like, visualize yourself in certain situations. Like, you're at work and they bring in all the sweets and stuff like that and it's going to challenge you. But then I actually, before I got there, I was actually wondering, as I don't know this, is... And sometimes we go through those, you're talking about going to the party, you, you've gone through this scenario so many times, so many times, so it seems so familiar. Is that what deja vu is? Because I have no idea. Is that like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, is that like, oh, hey, a deja vu. Because you went over it in your head right. so much. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, like I already did that. Like right. this exact, because I've had it before. I don't know if it's like sleeping or what, mm -hmm. but it's like, I literally have done this situation. I don't know. So if anybody knows. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think no deja vu ranges from possibly that to time travel. So, so it could be probably, anywhere. Like Probably time travel. It's probably time it's travel. Probably yeah. time travel. So, so time travel aside, <laughs> using visualization is something that's going to be able to help you. A, like when you're going in and going through like embracing the suck almost. Yeah. You know, be like, hey, you know what? I visualize getting my warm up in, getting the workout in, and how I'm going to feel at the very end. Mm -hmm. Boom. It could be something as simple as that to being... I visualized myself going, because this is like simple stuff like this trouble, going to grocery shopping, staying out of the middle and getting all the garbage and just going around the aisles, getting my fruits, getting my veggies, getting my lean proteins and stuff like that. Visualizing going in, doing that shopping and then going and leaving. Right. So you've almost done it before. So when you're put in that situation, it could be a stressful situation, you're able to accomplish it. To then also visualizing yourself. So what I'm trying to do for the, the franchisees is be like, Visualize yourself opening up your first location and then the next location and everything that you go in and how you feel and then what the celebrations are going to be like, you know, the vacation that's going to happen from it and then the individual you about what your growth is from everything, you know, and then visualizing it. So the situations that you, when you come into, they're familiar, right? And familiarity makes everything easier. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the ways you can build momentum. You're like, I've already been here. I already figured this out. I already saw this one coming or I didn't see it coming, but I prepared myself for all these things like Visualization can actually make that happen. That's why like the top athletes work with sports psychologists so they can be prepared for those situations, whether it be like in baseball, ninth inning, World Series, three out, uh, two, or three, uh, three, two count with two outs and stuff like that, and they got to get a hit to, to win it or, or whatever. And they're yeah. going to visualize being in that situation so that they're not stressed out, so they're not freaking out or anything like that, so right. that they, they can succeed. Yeah, and that's true with – I mean – pretty much everything like it's not even just it's not just fitness it's like your entire life like if you can visualize something better you have a better chance of getting there because you see it as a possibility yeah right and with the whole momentum part and, and the having the motivation to do something a lot of it too is just move like yeah. if I could tell if, if you say like summarize cultivating motivation in one word it would be move yeah like stand up go for a walk move your body in some way and just change your state that you're in so that you can actually like give yourself the ability to maybe think about other opportunities and stuff. Because yeah. a lot of times when you come to the end of a long day or something, you just sit down, you lay down, yeah. you're exhausted, you're tired. That's just gonna make you more tired. You're not gonna get motivated from doing yeah. it. So like if you take a five, 10, 15 minute walk and you listen to some inspiring music or you know a podcast or something like that that's firing you up, 
your chances are when you get home after that walk, you're going to be ready to do something. Yeah. Well, even if it's not go to the gym, like you're going to be much more ready to do something yeah. other than just sit down on the couch and then waste the rest yeah. of the day. You know, like that's, and if you want to build momentum and, and you want to cultivate that motivation, it has to be done frequently. It yes. can't just be a one-off thing because you might feel motivated that day, Yeah. but it, it's not going to last. Yeah. It's like coffee. And I think what you mentioned, whereas like I, I, music is huge. The energy and like that, if we just talk about like when you're walking into like a gym, like that's how motivating is it when you come in and you already hear the music going, you're like, oh, I like this song. Right. And then you see a familiar face and they greet you with a smile immediately before you can even say anything. Yep. And then people are coming in with smiles, sweating, like they're energetic and they're super happy. That's going to motivate you to be like, all right, cool. Even if I didn't want to be here. Yep. But in saying that too, like we understand that you're not always going to be motivated. Right. And that's the thing. Sometimes what motivates you the first time is then not going to motivate you the second time. Like Definitely that not. right when you open up the, the new pre-workout this, and you take the scoop, like you're super pumped, you're motivated to use it. And then the next time, the next day, it's still new, but it's not, it's not as motivating anymore. Yeah. You know, or that's that song that you heard for the most part, you know, isn't going to be as motivating or, or the same line of speaking. Like sometimes it'll, it'll, it'll trigger those memories. I think like a lot of those things will bring on those memories that will inspire you yeah. again. But at the end of the day, like you can't be looking for motivation in something else outside of yourself. Right. Absolutely. And that's what yeah. it, like, that's why I think visualization is huge. Yeah. Um, and, and to help motivate yourself, but wanting something and understanding what the real reason you're doing something is because, Hey, we're going to do everything we can to give you that extrinsic motivation, yeah. to pump you up, to amp you up, to get you excited, to give you the tools to do it. But at the end of the day, especially with what we're talking about, uh, whether it be in, in fitness or in business or something like that, it then comes down to you. And that's crucial because if you're always looking for the extrinsic motivation or something else to motivate you, what happens when you don't have that? Yeah. You know, like on that one day, where it's not available to you and you have to cultivate that. Oh my God, my phone's dead. I right. can't look at Instagram yes, for exactly. motivation. Or this is my, this is, yeah. this is what derails me and I'm like I have to fight through it every single time is if I go to work out <laughs> and it's bad music oh. <laughs> and I didn't bring my headphones, yeah. right? And so I can't listen to my own stuff and I have to listen yeah. to, you know, like Adele or whatever's playing. And it's I not, actually it's, love listening to Adele <laughs> when I work out, by the way. My PRs, by the for uh, when I squatted the most and benched the most, were to Katy Perry, as well. So I'm just gonna throw that out. There. I have no comments. Don't to add to don't add. knock <laughs> listening to Del. Like what is it? I think it's like I don't know. One of her like loves all of her love songs. Whatever. <laughs> I would amp that all the time, especially when I didn't want to work out. Because that for me is music that got me motivated. I put it on and she would start I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm ready to go. Like, absolutely. Right. So, well, so different music motivates different, different people, people. So yeah, different yeah. different tastes. Absolutely. Yeah. I love, yeah. But I, I think it. like where I was kind of getting with that was, you know, Dave Tate, right? Oh yeah. So Dave Tate has a quote or he said that out of 100% of your workouts throughout the course of a year, you will classify 20 to 25% of them as good workouts. Mm -hmm. The rest of them, they're just workouts. Yeah. You're going through them. Like, you got to get through them. Yeah. But to get to the 20 or 25%, you have to go through those other 75%. Yeah. You can't just expect them all to be amazing workouts. Yeah. Like, there's so much worth, more worth it when you go through this, the tough yeah. ones. You know, because you get to actually appreciate that moment of mm -hmm. like, wow, this is awesome, actually. Yeah. I think also going with that and, and talking about Dave Tate and then thinking about the headphones because it the best way for motivation, in my opinion is to put yourself in the right environment. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the environment, should, like when somebody says, oh, you know, this place doesn't have good music. You know, I would argue if that was the case and you were working out by yourself, yes. But if you're working out with like Dave Tate right. and like Louis Simmons, you're doing a powerlifting workout, it doesn't matter what music is playing yeah. because it's the people that you're with. And it's the same thing. That's why like oftentimes when I'm working out with people, whether we're in Legion or something like that, I don't hear the music. That's in the background. Right, right, right. Because yeah. it's the environment, it's the energy that I'm around It's going to be making the difference maker. Mm -hmm. Which that's, a, I think, another big thing is, we talked about this before, it's who you surround yourself and the environment that you put yourself in, that's going to lead to the motivation too. If you're around negative people, if you're in a negative environment, it's going to be that much harder, so much harder to get the motivation to actually want to do something. Right. Especially something good. You know, so I, but 
and that also, in my opinion, is in your control. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're in, if you're getting crummy workouts because you don't like the environment, go somewhere else. Change your environment. You know, if you're not finding that you're the, the the people that you hang out with are cultivating the success that you could potentially have, hang out with different people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. Yep. To make this again, it's not selfish, right? No. You know, it's not. Or well, no, know, it, it is selfish. selfish. It is selfish, but yeah. it's selfish in a positive way. Yes, There's yeah, a difference. That is one hundred percent. Yeah, it's a big difference. And if you're gonna, you know, be able to set realistic goals, if you're gonna be able to get over the BS that comes in the fitness and the supplement industry, you know, and that you're then gonna be able to stay motivated, it all comes down to you putting yourself first. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's not a bad thing. And then with that, that also means. Making sure that you're in the right environment, that you're with the right people, and that you're then taking the steps to then want to improve yourself for reasons that are true to you and nobody else. Yeah. And I think it's when those things, that's when you can start achieving total success. Absolutely. And with that, I think that's a a great way to kind of finish this off. I would love if people would comment, let us know what are maybe some issues, or not issues I would say, what some of the, the, the BS and lies that they're like having trouble getting over Maybe in the industry, yeah. the supplements or, or uh, fitness, but also what are they struggling with motivation mm-hmm. to accomplish? You know, I would love to kind of hear that or like, here's my goals. Anything that relates to today, yeah. here's my goals. How do I know if this is realistic or how do I even set this up so that we can help you with it? So wherever you're hearing this, shoot us a comment. Of course, also share this so that more people can be helped by this as well. Yeah. Um, and then let us know how we can help you. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well. As he said, the best thing you can do for us is feedback. So let us know what you want to hear more of, and we're going to give it to you. All right, so have an awesome day, and we'll see you next week.